0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of the Amazing Grace Baptist Church located in Mount Airy, North Carolina, where Dr. Jonathan Barker is the pastor. We pray that the following message will be a blessing to you. Revelations chapter number 12, let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. And can I say this about the Bible tonight? I've said this a lot the past few weeks, but the Bible is completely inexhaustible. I am so reminded of that. Um, every time I read it anymore, man, I and if you want something from God's Word, if you'll pray and ask God to give you something while you study it, I promise you God will give you something from His Word. Amen? Look what he said in verse number 6 of Revelations 12. There was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not. Um, those are three great words in our Bible. And prevailed not. Now, for them to be great, they have to be understood in the context of the Scripture. And prevailed not is not great unless you understand the context. The context is this. Satan had a battle in heaven and God whooped him and kicked him out of heaven. That's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And prevailed not. The Bible goes on to say neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, uh, which deceiveth the whole world. uh, He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. I began to study that a little bit, and I'll say more about it possibly here in just a few minutes, but the Bible said, I heard a loud voice. You know what that word loud means? Loud. Amen. Loud. Don't mean quiet. It, it, it means loud. He said, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now is come salvation. Amen. <laughs> Time out. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh yeah. If I was Joe Arthur, I'd say this. I got wrote in my Bible right there, Hallelujah. Man. Thank God. I heard a loud voice saying. In heaven now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power uh, the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. And he does, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now, Father, I love you, and I pray that over the next few minutes, Lord, that you'd help us again tonight. God, I pray that you please help me to rightly divide the word of truth tonight. God, may we learn from it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I began preaching this morning on the deception of Satan. On the deception of Satan. And we began looking into these verses. And I talked to you about how Satan is a mastermind. And Satan is our arch enemy today. Satan is the one that tries his best to... Destroy our lives. I said to us, He's after our mind. That He's after our money. He's after our marriages today. Yeah, that's what Satan is. As we began studying it, we looked at his identity reveals his deception. We looked at his identity in verse number nine and his travels, his titles. In verse number nine, the dragon reveals his fierce nature. The serpent reveals his craft character, devil reveals him as the accuser of the brethren, Satan reveals his adversity and deceiver reveals his wiles and that's what he is today, we looked at his talk in verse number 10 he is the accuser of the brethren uh, and note this, day and night, day and night, in other words he accuses the brethren to each other but in the context He is accusing the brethren to God tonight. He's saying to God, are they really what they say they are? He accuses us tonight. We saw that in his identity and his deception. But his influence also reveals his deception. His influence, we looked at this, he influences through fallen demons. And uh, I'll say this again, and, and I'm headed somewhere, and so you that was here this morning, I know you've already heard this, but let those that didn't hear it, uh, hear it so we can get to where I'm headed to. Uh, those fallen demons that was cast out of heaven with the devil. And I said this, if the devil uh, was deceptive enough to cause part of the angels in heaven to believe him and fall out of heaven with him, why do we think we're any match for him? Why do we think we can overcome it? Why do we think that we can square off with it? Now think about this, he influences through false demons. Now I didn't say much about this this morning, but I'm going to say a little bit more about it tonight. He influences through false doctrine. He influences through false doctrine. Hear me and hear me well right here. There is a a spread of false doctrine today one of the spreads of false doctrine is this, that God is only a God of love and God wants me to be happy. Yes, God is a God of love. But you hear me and you hear me well. God is a God of righteousness and God is a God of judgment. And if you go directly against God's word, uh, there is the wrath of God that will come upon your life. And the devil, he influences through false doctrine today. Listen to this verse in 2 Corinthians 11. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted, listen, from the simplicity that is in Christ. For he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached. Or if you receive another spirit which we have not received or another gospel which we have not accepted, uh, you might well bear with him. I want you to hear me and hear me well tonight. When that cloud comes preaching another Jesus and when that cloud comes preaching another gospel, You better mark them and label them, they're a heretic, and it's false doctrine. And the devil influences through false doctrine. If it does not line up with my King James Bible, then it is not right. Amen. He influences through false doctrine. Think about this. He influences through a frustrated disciples. Let me back up and say something on that false doctrine. Me and Brother Tim, there's Brother Tim. You've moved up a few rows. The preaching helped you this morning, didn't you? Me and Brother Tim was talking yesterday uh, 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 about another religion. Well, I'll just say it. were was talking about the Mormons and how the Mormons puts works to salvation. Hear me and hear me well. That's false doctrine. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. For by Ephesians 2, 8, 9. If y'all help me tonight, we'll get done quicker. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved uh, through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. The only way we'll ever get to heaven is through the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. Plus nothing, minus nothing. He influences through false doctrine, but we also see, saw this morning, he influences through frustrated disciples. How many times has a true disciple of the Lord been discouraged? And, well, let's just say it. Opened their mouth when they should have kept it closed. And now you have people that is doubting Christ, that is doubting Christianity, that's saying, well, if that's really what a saved person is, then I don't need it. He influences through frustrated disciples. Now we looked at those this morning and then I dealt with this. You not only see this, His identity reveals His deception. His influence reveals His deception. But we looked at this, and I said this this morning, you that knows me understands this. I tried so hard to alliterate this last point and I finally just give up Brother Jonathan. So if you can get it alliterated, give it to me, okay? His ability to deceive... His ability to deceive is way greater than what we give it credit for. I went back to the fallen angels. And we went back to Genesis 3. And if, if Satan called, and caused angelic beings to follow him away from the throne of God, brother Josh... Brother Robert, if he calls angelic beings to leave heaven, his ability to deceive is a whole lot greater than we give him credit for. I want to show you something. 1 John 2 says this. 1 John 2 says this. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, listen to this, but is of the world. There is three ways the devil comes at us. I'm going to give you three ways that he attacks us tonight, and then I'm going to give you three ways to defeat him tonight. Here's what kept going through my mind today. I preached hard this morning on the deception of Satan. And our battle with Satan. And thus stand, here's what just kept going through my mind. Am I going to leave us in a battle or am I going to tell us how to have victory over that battle? We do have an adversary today. We do have an enemy today. But we can defeat that enemy. (laughs) Here's three ways he deceives us. Look at this. Number one, through fleshly indulgence. Are you with me? I know I'm slowing down tonight, but I really want us to get what I'm saying. Through fleshly indulgence. What was it? He said this. The lust of the flesh. Eve... And the Garden of Eden was tempted with this. Let me read you some Bible. Genesis 3, 5, and 6. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God's knowing, good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one rise, she took the fruit Thereof, Listen to this. Knowing good and evil, and when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired. A fleshly indulgence. Let me tell you what Satan does tonight. He tempts us with a fleshly indulgence. I, 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 I'll say it this way. Me and brother Josh was having a conversation before church tonight. And we sit down for a while and about once a month we just have to do that. Not that he's in trouble or I'm in trouble. We just have to sit down and close the door or go down on the riverbank and we just talk a while. And as we was talking, we began to talk about people we have known in days gone by that has failed to the flesh. A fleshly indulgent. Now I want you to hear me and hear me well. What I'm saying right here. There is a saved soul inside of me today. However, my skeleton is wrapped with flesh. There is a fleshly indulgence that we all face. One of the fleshly indulgence that every individual faces. Now I'm going to be careful in saying this, but hear me and hear me well. One of them that we face today is that of a sexual nature. It is a desire that God put in man and God put in woman. Is it a sin to have that desire? No, because God put it in them. That is the reason that God ordained marriage. The first ordinance in our Bible. The first ordained thing from God is marriage. Why so man and woman could be pleasing to each other in that realm? But the devil has taken that and used it as a fleshly indulgence today. The lust, amen! The lust of the flesh is a fleshly indulgence. And it came on Eve that day and Satan is still using it today. Amen. That fleshly indulgence, the lust of the flesh. Now watch something out. He tried this very same thing with Jesus in Matthew chapter number 4. The Bible says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hundred. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Command these thons. What was he doing? He was tempting him with a fleshly indulgence. What did Jesus go on to say? It is written. And what happened when Jesus was tested with a fleshly indulgence? Check, he passed the test. Number two. I'm headed somewhere. I hope you'll stay with me tonight. I'm telling you, i got more help this evening studying than I probably have in a year. Watch this. There's not only a fleshly indulgence, but we also see that He tries us and tempts us through false impression. What is that? It's the lust of the eyes. Genesis 3.6 And when the woman what? Saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. That it was pleasant, it was a false impression. Hear me tonight. Hear me tonight. The devil is using this one right here to wreck so many young people's lives right now. A false impression. It's the lust of the eyes. Boy, it looks really good. It looks really good. Years ago, you don't see it as much anymore, but years ago, there was billboards everywhere of a nice sports car, a good-looking lady and a good-looking man holding up a can of beer, saying, just come live the high life. You know what that was? It was a false impression. It was a false impression. That billboard didn't show some young lady mangled, laying in a car, pinned in somewhere, dead. That false impression didn't show uh, uh, some chaplain or some highway patrol or some police officer knocking on the door telling the mom and daddy that their young and had just been killed. That, 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 that false impression didn't show uh, some paramedic or some firefighter or somebody from the rescue squad that's been sleepless nights because what their eyes has had to behold because Satan put a false impression on our young people. think about this the tree was pleasant to the eye it was pleasant to the eye it was a false impression that Satan put on her now watch this he tried the same thing with Jesus Matthew chapter four verse five and six. The devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time they uh, thou dish thy foot against thy stone. See if God will do as He said He would do. In His Word, it's what He's saying to Him. It's the lust of the eyes. He tempted Jesus with the same thing. What did Jesus say? It is written. He fought Him right back with the Word of God. Notice this. What did Jesus do to the test? Check. He passed it. He's passed the lust of the flesh. He's passed the lust of the eyes. Let's move on tonight. Satan deceives us through not only... A false impression and a fleshly indulgence. But note this. Through feeling important. Through feeling important. What did he say? The pride of life. The older I get, I'll just be honest. The older I get, the less I struggle with the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. But the more I struggle with the pride of life the more I struggle with it. I'm being as real as I can be with you. Matter of fact, the past six months, I've probably struggled with the pride of life more than anything, Brother Josh. Can I just remind you of something? We're nobody. We're nobody. We deserve hell. We don't deserve the mercies of God. We don't deserve the goodness of God. We don't deserve one open door to share God's Word. We don't, I don't deserve to stand here and preach. I don't deserve to be over a Bible college. I don't deserve to be over Foothills Fellowship and what God's doing for that. I don't deserve to be over uh, having a huge tent mill. I don't deserve none of that. The pride of life. Look at what he says, Genesis 3.6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes of the tree to be desired, here it is, to make one wise. What happened? She took of the fruit thereof. Satan tempted her with those three things, and she failed the test, and now sin is in our world. But he tried the same thing with Christ. What did he say? Matthew chapter 4 verse 8 and 9. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Ah. (laughs) Time out, time out, time out, time out. That blows my mind. The devil says to the Creator of all the world, if you'll just do this, I'll make you ruler over everything. Well, you big dummy, He's already ruler over everything. Understand something with me right here. Jesus was as much God as God is God. But at the same time, Jesus was as much man as man is man. I believe in the deity of Christ, but I believe in the humanity of Christ. And in the humanity of Christ, He suffered with what every one of us would have suffered in right then. I'm going to be over this. Y'all with me? I... I'm going to be over all of this. What did Jesus do? It is written. He fought back with the Word of God. And what happened that day? The lust of the eyes, check. The lust of the flesh, check. The pride of life, check. Jesus has now passed Satan's test to make him fall and not be the Savior of the world. You see, I personally believe that Satan knew if he could get Christ stopped, then man would continue to live in sin the rest of his days. Watch it. And I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven. Now, Satan has been defeated. Amen. Jesus has passed the test. Satan has been defeated and they break out in praise in heaven. They break out magnifying God in heaven. They break out shouting and praising the name of God in heaven. Why? Because Satan has been defeated. Now here, I'm done. Here in just about five minutes maybe. Here's the way we defeat him. I read this and I read this and I read this this afternoon. Here's the way we defeat him, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb they overcame him by the blood of the lamb they overcame him are you getting that they defeated him he is a defeated foe today how because the blood of the lamb yes sir why? Because Christ passed the test. Amen. When He was tempted with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, He passed the test. And He walked under the Calvary's tree. And He died uh, not as a sinner, but for sinners. Uh-huh. And shed his blood. See, the Bible said in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Number one, how do you overcome Satan? Here it is, number one. They overcame him through their covering. Through their covering. What was it? What was it? They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. It was nothing that they'd done, it was what he had already done. It was not their blood. It was the blood... Oh, uh, have mercy. It was the blood of the Lamb. What did John say? Here's what John said. He had been baptized over there at the River Jordan. uh, And the next day, he looked up and here's what he said. Behold uh, the Lamb of God, uh, which taketh away uh, the sins of the world. What did he say over there in chapter number 5? Here's what he said when they was walking around, trying to find somebody worthy. To open the books in heaven Here's what he said I turned around to see a lamb I turned around to see the lion Of the tribe of Judah And behold Here's what he said A lamb has he had been slain I tell you how we overcome Satan It's through the blood of Jesus If we try to do it within ourselves We'll do nothing but fail But with the blood of Jesus We can Watch this. Let me read you something. uh, Listen, listen. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live, in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. What did he say? He said, I live through Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Listen to this. I'm headed somewhere. Stay with me. Listen to this. Chapter 6, verse 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save and the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified. What about that? The world. Not just a elect few, honey. The world, he said, is crucified unto me. And I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a what? New creature. Why are we a new creature? Because we was crucified with Christ. Oh yeah. I'm at it somewhere. Listen to this in the book of Colossians. Listen to what he said in the book of Colossians chapter number 2. He said for this right here. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in Him, which is, did you get that? In Him. Did you get that? I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I was living in Christ. Amen. Christ is living in me. Listen, listen. And you are complete in Him which is the head of all principalities and power. The head. I, nobody else may be getting what I'm preaching, but I'm telling you, Mater, it got me today. The head of all principalities and power. The one that's over all principalities and power. The one that all principalities and powers are going to kneel to one day and confess Him, Lord. I'm in Him and He's in me. Look what he said in verse number 11. in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with Him through the faith of... Amen. Of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Hear me and hear me well. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Listen to what he said in verse number 20. Wherefore if ye be dead with Christ from the, the, the rudiment of the world why as Though living in the world, are you subject to the ordinances? You already said, here's what he said If you died with Christ, and we did die with Christ, if you was buried with Christ, and we were buried with Christ, and if you rose again a new creature in Christ uh, and Christ in you, and that's exactly what happened when we got saved, then why are we living uh, to the ordinances of this world? I do not have to live to the ordinances of this world. i do not have to fall to Satan I do not have to fall in to the traps of Satan today I do not have to go out and live a sinful life here's the reason why I died with Christ I raised with Christ I walk a new man in Christ today and the way we overcome Satan and the way we tell him to go back to hell and leave us alone is through the blood of Jesus Christ that's how we do it. Do I fear him? Yes. But do I have to run in a corner and hide from Satan? No. You Let me, me tell you the reason why I have Christ living inside of me. And he's already whooped the devil and took his keys from him. And the way we overcome Satan is through our covering tonight. It is the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is power Power, wonder-working power in the blood of Christ when He comes down to your house and begins to tempt you and test you. You quote Revelation 12 11, and overcome Him by the blood of the Lamb tonight. Amen. That's how we overcome Him. Number one is through their covering. The blood. The blood. If you don't have the blood of Christ applied to your life, you're headed to hell. And that's the reason Satan gets an advantage of you all the time. I want you to hear me tonight. A lot of the sinning you do, you do because you want to. So preacher, you, you borderline sinless perfection. No, we're going to mess up. That's the reason he said if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. But I'm going to tell you what, a lot of this sinning that's going around today is because it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and pride of life. They're indulging in that. And should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So Paul said, God forbid. I do not. I'm telling you, if you'll get a hold of the Scripture I just read you, I do not have to fall a prey to Satan. Satan does not have the power to overtake my life. But when I back up, and when I don't plead the blood over him, that is when we will fail. And our lives will be messed up. They're covering. Watch this. Oh, yeah, we're in Revelation, ain't They're covering. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. But look at their confession, by the word of their testimony. How do we overcome Satan? Look here, it's real simple. I ain't yours. July 20th, 1994, you lost me. When I bowed down on my knees and confessed Christ as my Lord and asked Him to forgive me of my sins by the word of their testimony. By the word of their testimony. By the word of their testimony. He didn't say His testimony. He said their testimony. Yes, it was the blood of the Lamb but one. But now it turns to this. Their confession, by the word of their testimony. I want to ask you this night: What's your testimony? Is your testimony enough to get Satan off your back? He's going to rage war against you this week, and you know what? I'm just going to be real. On- I left church this morning, and to be real honest with you: I was depressed. Let me tell you the reason why. You wasn't here for the, for the service, but I preached hard on the devil this morning. And I thought, man, this week. Yeah, let I me mean, just to be real. All right. I've been here 12 years. Ain't no need in putting on no face. I was praying in closing this morning. And the devil told me he's going to kill my family this week. Told me he's going to kill my wife this week. Told me he's going to kill my children this week. He said, you squared off with the wrong person this time. But Jonathan, you know a little bit about it. But Josh, you know a lot about it. But people just don't understand the mental war a preacher faces every day of his life, especially after he preaches. They just don't understand that, that mental war that they deal with. And I'm going to be honest with you. I went to the house with my head hung down, and, and, and I sat down, the reason I fell asleep it was probably just about like old Elijah that Heath preached on last Sunday morning. I was running from Jezebel. And no, I'm not talking about Leslie. She's in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> I was running from the accuser. And I, Leslie and I had talked last night, and we, we, nothing to do with our church, just some personal things we had been going through. And we don't share that with nobody. But man, the end of this week, we just decided we're going to do a couple things, and 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 Thursday night, we went and watched Carolina girls just absolutely stomp Wake Forest girls. I mean, it just wasn't even no game to it. Uh, us and Brother Brian and Miss April and. And we was out late and we come back home and then Friday night, Brother Josh and had invited us over to their house and we went over there and ate Friday night and then sat around and played music and sung. And you say, yeah, I've never done that at my house. Invite me. I'll be glad to come. <laughs> okay, before you, before you even start running your mouth, let me just go ahead and, just go ahead and shoot that rabbit for, before, before he even gets running. You invite me and I'll come. We went over there and, Yesterday we visited, and yesterday afternoon, man, we went to the Foothills Young Preachers Fellowship. Man, I'm telling you, God, our battery's charged. Afterwards, we went and fellowship. Brother Granville and Miss Summer afterwards, and Brother Heath and Miss Morgan come by, and Brother Ryan and his wife came by, another pastor. Man, we, just, and we started home last night, and I told Leslie, I said, I'll be honest, I'm the most encouraged I've been in, in two months. I said, man, I just, man, I feel good. I got done preaching this morning. Let me just talk to you a minute. You know what I'm saying. Man, I walked to the house. And I think the reason I fell asleep is because emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, I was just drained, brother Jonathan. I just couldn't go no more. And I dozed off and I woke up. And I thought, man, I dread this week. I'm just being honest. Pretend I thought I dread this week. Man, the devil's gonna fight me. And, and God said, read the scripture again. Read the scripture again. And I read the scripture. I said, okay, Lord. Yeah, I, I I plowed right down through there this morning. He said, read it again. I read it again. He said, read it again. I read it again. I finally come up here and I sit down in the office. I knew he was trying to tell me something, Brother Jonathan. And I got to that verse. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And I walked back through Galatians and Colossians. And here's exactly what Christ said to me. If you allow Satan to defeat you this week, it's not my fault. Because you have the victory over him through the blood of the Lamb Your covering. And not only because of your covering, because of your confession. You have confessed me as Lord. I do not. Uh, maybe today is all for me. But I do not have to walk around with my head down worried about what's going to happen. If I'm walking in the center of God's will and something happens to my family this week, the grace of God will be sufficient for me and He will take care of me. So I refuse. I refuse to allow the devil to continue to beat me down, amen, amen. you lost, buddy, amen. because i'm covered by the blood, because there was a day that i com- i'm about to run out the back door. I confessed him as my savior. now watch one more thing: he said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb by the word of their testimony or by the word of their testimony, and they watch this loved not their lives under the death. Not only do we overcome Him by our covering and by our confession, but we overcome Him by our courage. You know what they said? They said we love the blood of Christ and the Word of our testimony more than we love life itself. More than we love... Life itself. What courage. You know what they're saying? I'm willing to stand against anything that Satan throws because I'm covered by the blood. Does that mean you're not going to fall to sin? No, that doesn't mean you're not going to fall to sin. Because if you forget where God's done for you and where God's brought you from, and you forget how to fight this battle, and you try to fight this battle in your flesh, you will fall a prey to sin. But you don't have to. They said, I'm willing to stand and fight for whatever. Why? Because the only reason they had courage is because of their confession and because of their courage. Because of their. You let me to tell you something. Come and start playing something. You let me to tell you something. Let me tell you the reason people won't stand today. Let me tell you the reason people have a problem with courage today when it comes to things of the Lord. Because their confession and their covering don't line up with their courage. Their confession (laughs) and their covering don't line up with their courage. But the reason we can stand today The reason we can preach against Satan is he going to battle us, yes. But hear me. Hear me. If you battle Satan, it's your own fault. I'm starting after over 20 years of preaching and over 22 years of being saved. Back up. after over 24 years of being saved and over 22 years of preaching, about 15 years ago, I heard Milton Taylor preach faith, facts, and feelings for the first time. Didn't we, Miss Leslie? For the first time. And after 22 years of preaching and 24 years of being saved, But Jonathan, today, I started tapping into it. (laughs) I'm starting to see, y'all ready to go home, and I am too. I'm going to go eat eggs and tater tots with Mexican cheese in them, snoring Spanish. (laughs) But hear me, today, I started tapping into that brother Tim. And I'm starting to understand why Milton Taylor has had eight nervous breakdowns. Because when you get a hold of it, it will change your life. It'd change your life. I'm just telling you. What we talked about earlier, I don't have to be there. Because I have overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And if I will remember that and if I will walk in the Spirit, I'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I died with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Is He a deceiver? Absolutely. See, try to get us to indulge in sin? Absolutely. I'm going to keep preaching against Him I'm going to keep warring against him every time he sticks his head up by the grace of God. I'm going to give him a black eye and tell him to go back to hell and leave me alone. That bitterness you got in your life, it's there because you allow it to be there. That hatred, I don't have none of this wrote down, but I think I'll just preach on it while I'm here. I mean, the Lord's putting it there. That hatred you got in your life towards somebody, it's there because you let it be there. It's right. right. as honest truth. I have never really battled hatred towards anybody till the past two months. I'm just being honest. Till the past two months. And man, it's awful. You see their number come up, their name come up on the phone and your blood pressure goes up. You know, I ain't talking to them. And then they see you somewhere, and they confront you, and go, man, what's wrong? Ain't nothing wrong with me. What's wrong with you? Well, hey, you're a liar. you a hater and a liar. <laughs> Vote me out. I'm being real with you tonight. Being real with you. And you know what, i come to the conclusion of this afternoon. That is so stupid. That is just, that is so elementary. That is third grade. Well, you don't know what they did to me. You just don't know what they said. Time out. They mocked Christ. They plucked the beard from Christ's face. They took a crown of thorns and put on my darling Savior's head. They took a reed and smote him. They took railroad spikes, as we would know today, and drove through his hands and his feet, Brother Harry. But in all of that, he sinned not. And he said this, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And hear me. If I died with him, I say, Father, forgive them. You let that bitterness be there. You let that hatred be there. You let that malice be there. And you allow the devil day day after day after day after day after day after day after day. To rob you of every bit of your joy? To rob us of every bit of our peace, Brother Joe? Well, Brother John, you're doing pretty good tonight. So true. I don't. Look, you are not going to run my life. Right. And you are not going to ruin my life. And you are not going to get my joy. You're not going to get my happiness. Why? Because it's not in you, it's in Christ. And if you'll ever get a hold of that, we live because of Christ. The reason we can live because of Christ is because we died with Christ. And we can overcome every bit of that work of Satan. Let me tell you what depression is and anxiety is. It's a work of Satan. It's a work. I'm not against you. God knows my heart. I'm not against you. I used to laugh at that stuff until a year ago. And but Jonathan was with me when I battled some of it for the first time. And I do not make fun of that anymore. But I am saying this. A lot of it's straight out of hell. It's the devil. I mean, honestly, I thought I'm just going to tell them I'm sick. I'm going to bed. and I'm going to let somebody else have the service tonight. That's what I was at. I thought, I'm just going to go to bed. Now, everybody's complaining about being sick, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying, everybody say, well, preachers just got something. And it'll all be... God said, read the Scripture again. We've overcome. We've overcome. Him. Miss Vicky. we don't have to. Look, I don't have to go through my day tomorrow. And I don't have to wake up discouraged tomorrow. I don't have to wake up defeated tomorrow. I don't have to wake up depressed tomorrow. Let me tell you the reason why because i 'm in Christ, and Christ is in me, and i 've overcome Satan through the blood of the Lamb, so he can go back to hell. leave me alone.